me get my phone so I don't have to turn the fan on my computer this show. <laughs> All right. Wouldn't you know it, Oscar bait is back. Dude. I mean, you all probably didn't know it. I mean, list like normally we would take a two, three week break. That's right. While one of us had a mental breakdown. <laughs> Wait, what's going on over there? You're like, <laughs> you're totally, you're, who it is each week. you're totally frozen and you're breaking up. Yeah, so are you. I am. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay, picking up where we were. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're shocking all of you by we're we're keeping this up. Yeah, yeah. This is the year of learning commitment. Not only are we committing, but we're also going to do something we never do and talk about three new movies we've watched. Yeah, because one of them shocked the two of us. I mean, it definitely surprised me that I found myself uh, not hating this movie. Not only not hating, I'm quite a fan. It's been it's an interesting year right now for like the what kind of feels like those '90s New York indie comedy thing because we also saw Owen Klein's new film, Funny Pages. Yeah. So I guess the three the three we're going to talk about one one Lena Dunham's Sharp Stick, Owen Klein's Funny Pages, and uh, Mr. Jordan Peele's Nope. Guess you'll find out how we feel about all three, and it might yeah it might surprise you which one I'm guessing we haven't even talked about two out of the three yet, but I'm I'm guessing we're probably on the same page with one with the one that really took it home for us surprisingly. And the one that you think would take it home, well, we'll find out. Because that's the one you all want to know our opinions on. And since Will still hasn't seen every, uh, everywhere and everything happening all at once, we can't... Whatever. And you know what? We're probably never going to talk about that. Because I'd like to let that one just go right out of the hole in my head. Yep. Don't care. So I mean, I'll, try. I'll, still, I'll still do it one of these days, but... Yeah, this this morning I just uh I was like, do I do do I watch that or do I rewatch the frankly, you know, delightful, breezy, sweet young foxes? Which I did. Which I did. It's one of the rare straight uh hardcore comedies that I actually quite enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's Will over there, the red pilled porn watching uh <laughs> incel who but Will's also not telling you about us. He watches a lot of lifestyle blogs of dudes that are like, listen, you need to have women uh, make you dinner and then shut up when The Sopranos is on at 6 p.m. Yeah. I mean, if you're a real man, you don't have to tell anyone to do that. That just happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will's always going on about like, you know, you should just you can just eat red meat for everything. <laughs> yep. I always <laughs> just say eat red meat and suck this dick. That's my life motto. Uh-huh. I love making. Never mind. <laughs> Will Will's wedding happen? Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a shot to jump ship right now. She's had a long time to smarten up and get out of here. I can't believe 
honestly can't believe she hasn't, but Hey, you know, lucky for me. So, Mm -hmm. um, so everyone, I guess, you know, Will's, Will's back. He wasn't gone for long. I took a hiatus. I, uh, one of the dogs gave me monkey pox. Yep. Yeah. One of the dogs, (laughs) one of the dogs he met behind the seven (laughs) 11. Yes. It's yep. normally the white women that like to fuck dogs. <laughs> no, it's normally the white woman that I had sex with behind a 7-Eleven. Do you want to yeah. get into that? You want to talk mean, about that? And, and that's how he met his fiance. Yeah. <laughs> no, she knows that story, though. I told her that like the first time we hung out good yeah i've been tested and i I did not get an std from that encounter which is i'll get some digs in before we finish this so you can really so i get you really pissed off just you try (laughs) just you attempted on me sir in fact we could actually i mean we could technically talk about highs and lows because this will air post announcement or right on announcement that's true do you want to do that? Just so we don't have to do much more. Let's just not dig into it. But let's, uh, John. Do we have any? Uh, do we have anything to announce to our the people who foolishly like to also see us in person? We do. We've gotten some messages about this, and we can now talk about it. We are not bound by uh, legality anymore. The NDAs have been lit afire. That's right, and uh, I smoked a big cigar with it too. and highs and lows too or just highs and lows it's back now it's highs and lows perpetual (laughs) it's highs and lows never it's with an infinite symbol next to it that's Uh, right highs and lows is now every month twice a month reverse order just like in the festival but uh in theory forever the music box has said as long as it keeps going good so uh, we'll see y'all every single month until the world ends. Yeah, I mean, we kind of are making music box history here, I must yeah, say. We have, a, we have a, a, a every month residency, which um, as far as I know, there hasn't been an ongoing every single month residency that is put forth by people who do not work for the organization mm-hmm. um, in a, ever. I mean, ever. probably, because the theater's like almost 100 years old, so probably, but... At least not since it came back to life in the 90s. Right. So that's probably longer than most of our listeners have been alive. So, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to be there every month, twice a month, as he said. And um, lead off with. we're going to, well, <laughs> we were going to lead off with something else, which we'll save that. we can't talk about right now. But let's just say we had some setbacks. So we are going to open instead with. 1996's The Craft paired mm-hmm. with Jacques Rivette's Duel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be a fun, witchy time, as they would say on Twitter. So, Why you come out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to start celebrating the spooky season early, come, come check it out. Uh, we're going to, we're going to do it. And it's going to be, the, it's going to be the kickoff. And then, so, yeah, we're going to be announcing our slates quarterly. Mm-hmm. And what's coming up the next month? 
Well, then the next month we've decided to uh, see if we can make this only last one month with our uh, second double feature. Um, we're this going might be the end. This yeah, might be the end. Um, but uh, if you like a challenging cinematic experience that uh, gleans, I'd say, some really incredible stuff, um, hang out with us for our, uh, our October double feature and that is um it's spooky on uh tom shadyak's liar liar starring uh jim carrey and that will be followed by um mike lee's naked not starring jim carrey yeah starring will starring starring me what's that dude's name i always for his fucking name uh it's the tip oh, of my tongue no i know david thulis that's it, David Thewlis. Um, but yeah, so anyway, um, that one's definitely going to be a tough one. We won't lie. Uh, but it's really, I think it'll shock you um, how intensely those yeah. movies talk to each other. So, um, and what are we going to, because we're not going to get into it yet, but what are we, what are we going to round out the first quarter with outside of a surprise at the very end of the first quarter that we'll do later? Right. So September, craft, do well. October, Naked, liar, liar. November is going to be uh, Jean-Luc Godard's 80s classic, Keep Your Right Up. I think it's from the year we were born. I think that's an 87, baby. I think it is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is just, that's crazy to think this movie was coming out while my our, both of our stupid little bodies were just chilling. In the <laughs> so it's going to be Godard's Keep Your Right Up paired with Joe Dante's Looney Tunes back in action. Yep. And if you we want the full, about that one last time, we've teased that because that was one of the wackier things. Yep. And it's honestly revisiting it since we talked about it, then it's wackier than we were saying. I will. I it's will put positively loony. Oh, nice. Uh, Ka-ching. Raise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, it's it, it that has a lot more in common than you might think. That's the that one seems a little strange, but it's all there. That's gonna that one's gonna really. I mean, that's my probably most excited one of the yeah. whole. But thing. it's really, I really think it's a good uh, it's a good variety of the kind of shit we're hoping to do forever and ever. Um, right, and then December, December we're gonna. So as you as you all know, who are there. Part of the most important thing that happens with highs and lows is that all double features have to play twice in both orders. December is always packed at the music box, of course. Um, we're honestly shocked we're going to get any screening. Um, but we can't have two, so we can just get one. So we thought we'd bring back one of the most requested and popular ones from highs and lows part one. Um, and we don't know which it will be yet, but it's either going to be... Um, Dumb and Dumber need to Montambien or Peggy Sue got married in the Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. So you get another. You get a third chance. We'll see. If you want to email the music box cold and not mention anything about us knowing us listening to this and just say, God damn, I fucking missed it because everyone I love was in the hospital and my dog died and work was brutal. All I want to see before this terminal illness takes me in December is Peggy Sue got married in the last temptation of Christ. If you guys want to do that, feel free. Yeah. We're, we're, we're figuring that out right now. We would personally like to do Peggy Sue and 
last temptation. It's very Christmassy, folks. Everyone loves yeah. the holidays. Holiday so. tears. Um, but the other one will be spiritual too. But just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so we're back. Yeah, so we're yeah, we're back. And you're not gonna be able to get rid of us. We have compromise on the music box, and we are, you know, we are holding the evidence against them, and they're giving us what we want. <laughs> and these are going to be on. Oh, it's probably we should also say the days. They're going to be on. Thir- it, fuck. Is it Tuesday? No, it's Thursday and Sunday. Tuesday and Sunday. I thought it was Thursday. I don't fucking remember. Well, well, we'll, we'll you'll know it. soon enough. <laughs> It's probably really, actually it's probably already been announced by this point. So yeah. Uh, so just go ahead and check the music box's new website. Yeah. And we'll be better about on our social kind of like keeping you up to date on it. Because you don't want to miss these tickets, folks. They're gonna go fast like last time, and once they're gone, they're gone. We're probably never gonna repeat any of these. The one in uh, around Christmas time, holiday time, that's the a special. only the only one ever. That's a special Unless thing. Next year at December, we also can't get two days. No yeah. one we'll talk. No one <laughs> yeah. But we have a very long Google Docs of all these doubles we have to get through. So not going to be too much time to repeat. So, And if you really want to have the full Looney Tunes experience, go see that stupid movie Space Jam, also at the music box, because that's going to play in heavily to the story. Yeah, the that- darkness that looms over... Looney Tunes back in action is uh, is driven very intensely by Space Jam. Uh huh. We might even have someone close to that production willing to speak on that. Yep. So yeah, it's true. Like we're I saying, we're going big into MJ's DM. So that's right. Yeah, I told him I was a 19 year old white woman. Yeah, all I did was offer him cigars. I was like, you can cry quietly, and I won't take a close up picture. I told him he could put the noise canceling headphones on while he <laughs> rails this pussy. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. So yeah, shall we, uh, shall we talk about some movies? Yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna try to be a little trad today. You know, everyone likes these podcasts where everyone's ranking this, ranking yeah. that. Should we rank in order without saying it? Should we just go in order, building towards the one we're most excited about? Yeah. Also, because since we haven't planned this, I'm just going to make a guess where we're going to start. And well, well, let's start with the one that we know we're talking about. Let's start with the um, let's start with the two young person comedies, and then we'll move on to the big old Hollywood blockbuster. Okay, okay. Because we don't actually know how we each feel about that yet. Yes, we swore off texting, and it could be anything given our <laughs> reaction to this first movie. That's true, um, and. Why don't you just tell us what that first movie is that we uh, were invited to the secret screening of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, With that's all a... of the cast of girls there. <laughs> yep, we got invited to uh, a staff screening of um, uh-huh. Sharp Stick. It was and... between us or the Ion Pack, and guess who didn't get to go? Whoop whoop! That's right. Oh, they still—you know how they do. They still showed up, and one of yeah. them was wearing the fucking ripped torn wig. And like trying to be funny, and they, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't even make it to the door. Thank God. So. Yeah, yeah. Plus, one of them's a flasher. So <laughs> we don't want to get into that. Yeah, that's the big scoop. Is they all have incredibly funny penises. Yeah, and it's not even. It's across the board. One of them is huge. 
Yeah. It's not about size, but they're just, you know, when you see a dick and you just can't help but giggle, this, they've, all of theirs are like that. Giggle dicks. <laughs> yeah, Will knows something about it. He's like, you know, when women are always over and they're like giggling at my dick. <laughs> it's like that. You see old giggle dick. <laughs> you guys can relate to that, right? <laughs> Um, all right well anyway in this movie yeah that was the that was the setup but you know anyway so we went in and uh we watched sharp stick and john how did you feel well i mean i went in pretty listen listeners of the show might think i'm a bit of a crank sometimes when it comes to these movies um i've never been told that in real life certainly but i went in with probably what one would predict i went in pretty not excited i went in pretty like all right let's just let's just do it oh it's 90 minutes great perfect i gotta say i was a little shocked at uh, how i mean for a second i kind of forgot about the, the big hillary outfit and uh lena interviewing hillary on uh i don't know like roku or something like that <laughs> and I was, yeah, I forgot I was watching a Lena Dunn movie, or I remembered that I was watching a person who gave us that very first season of Girls, which I, still, to my money, is one of the best shows, or at least first seasons HBO has ever mm-hmm. put out. I, I, I loved that show, and it, it was, um, it got a little goofy as it went on, and I kind of checked out. It got a little too sitcom and kind of lost that realist edge that it had and i wouldn't say this movie like all and out reclaims that i mean it's it's got some goofy situations but it felt genuine from her and i i'm not gonna say it was like most amazing movie i've ever seen or even one of the greatest comedies but it just it defied literally all of my grumpiness and I went along with it and I had a pretty good time and laughed a lot. I, uh, yeah. I don't know, Will, what would, I know what you thought, but tell her listeners. I think it like that, I, I guess even just the way I want to frame it to start, I, I knew that prior to watching the movie, um, someone had mentioned to me because they knew how, like when, during that first season, you know, I had little, like I had people over every week. Same. I watched uh, my girlfriend and I at the time. We watched it. Yeah, we had people over, and it really was it really was a, like a, a joyous and in, incredible thing. And I've never I'm not that kind of person with TV shows normally. Um, but anyway, someone had mentioned to me they were like, "Oh, I, I I heard this interview with Lena Dunham, and she brought up a lot of movies that you're annoying about all the time." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, what, what does what does that mean?" And they were like. She was talking about stuff that she's been into in the last couple of years, like during, you know, her uh, breakdown and sobriety and lockdown, of course, and like all this different shit over the last many years. But what she's been into on the first two they mentioned to me, they were like, oh, she brought up Barbara Loden's Wanda. Which everyone does now. Sure. Just to be fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and also blessed that that is happening. Cause, oh, no, that's a good thing. It's an amazing movie. But, um, but yeah, said that, said that and I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, my snarky response would have been if we were in person. Like, yeah, cool. And also the only Chitilova movie anyone has seen, Daisies. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Why don't you throw a comedy on that list? Yeah, right. Yeah, before I could even be snarky, though, the second thing was, 
she brought up this movie that I remember you sent me a long time ago, but I still never watched it called Looking for Mr. Goodbar. And I was Great. like, holy shit. Okay. Because that is a really tough movie. That's a movie that could, in some ways, we'd be pivoting a little, but be the third film in a triple feature for highs and lows of Naked and Liar Liar. Yeah. Looking for Mr. Goodbar could really go right in between them as a really perverse sandwich. Um, it's a tough movie about a really like a really a, a really tough antagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lena talked about being getting really obsessed with watching these mostly seventies movies about you know quote unquote at least you know prickly women. Um, yeah, these women who were where it wasn't easy and like the bad things weren't cutesy in a way that they can be these days. Um, you know, where everyone's like, oh my God, she's a slut and says fuck a lot. Like, it's, she's so edgy. Like, there's a real edge, like tough people, right? Who've been like, through it. Yeah, yeah, like bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah, like bodies, bodies, bodies. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so I hear, yeah, you're looking at Mr. Goodbar and I was like, what the fuck? And I was, you know, I was excited to watch Sharp Stick anyway because I'm, for a moment, her shit meant so much to me that I will eternally watch it all. You know, I'm always going to I'm always going to have to check it out because for a time it meant a whole lot to me. Um, But anyway, rambling too much. But I think Sharpstick and I watched it again for this episode and I worried. I was like, "Uh, maybe I had rose colored shades. Yeah. But I actually only found it stronger. Like the the stuff I didn't like stuck out more, but the stuff I did like stuck out even more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think overall it's a really dare I say refreshing um, to watch that movie come out in 2022, expecting, you know, potentially like a fucking white feminist, um, you know, cancel culture talking about woke movie or whatever. And not that she's ever been a part of that because she not really necessarily has. She's definitely, you know, in there whether she wanted to be or not and got lost in it, I think. But regardless, I was worried yeah. it would be that kind of virtue signaling situation. And it could not have been less of that, I don't right. think. And that's yeah. really all we're here to tell you all is like, yeah, just check go it check it out. It's really not that bad. And you're going to be. And I say it's be, pretty, pretty damn good. You know, but that's still it. Like, I still operate of like, you know, like I, I kind of still think of a lot of like the last we really saw of her just being this kind of like uh, parade of lameness and. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of things kind of changed in her life. I think she had some issues that she had to work on and, um, you know, probably not be married to the dumbass Jack Antonoff or whatever his name is. Oh, the fun guy or the fun, isn't that fun? Oh. I don't know. He's the guy who produces all those Taylor Swift songs. And, oh, shit. I didn't know. And uh, for our pop punk listeners, used to be part of the late drive through records band Steel Train. Oh, really? Yes. Which is weird. Yeah. funny. It is weird. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, she was doing the Hillary shit, which was just, boy, <laughs> is that yeah, poorly. And, yeah, again, but it's like you're saying, she got lost in this. You know, she's a young kid. You know, she, yeah. she had a lot of success very early on. And... Uh, was swept and I'll you know what I'll, happened I'll, to any I'll, of I'll be quick so I don't get too excited about it and lose time here. But I just think and rarely will I lean on this kind of thing, but in my opinion, with hindsight, how it all went down, and you can include I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna list any of them. 
because that'll get lost here. Whatever controversy you want to talk about, whatever you want to latch onto, whatever hot water she got herself into, not saying none of it was real, none of that. But what I am saying is I do think because of who she was and what she looked like and all this shit, I do think a lot of the vitriol that was thrown at Miss Dunham went a lot harder than it would have if, you know. Some of it, fine. All right. But a big part of it, I, we all remember the her book where she described like being a kid looking at like her little sisters. Yeah, that's called yeah. You know what? We're not even gonna go into that because it's we're just not gonna being a fucking that. kid. You don't. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I haven't yeah. heard of a lot of seven year old uh, rapists out there. So if just, you, know, oh, you again, that, I think but, people were so excited to hate and destroy her. To me, yeah. that's what that's what the narrative became. It's not at the level of like what you know Queen Brittany had to deal with, but we're in the same universe where for whatever reason people were like, it feels really fucking good to ruin this person's life. Well, yeah, and I think it's people because were stoked. Yeah, and you know, her they loved watching her suffer. Like and, and the people more do she that, went, and people, you know. They just move on to the next one now. I, I mean, yeah. right now but we're... But they didn't with her for a long time. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, I think right. People really drilled in on Lena Dunham for a long time, and she reacted poorly, said some not great shit, which all of she acknowledges and talks about regularly and talks about what she did to address all that stuff. Just saying, we should move on, but... She wasn't a conventional, pretty... She was a kid. You know, she was a yeah. fucking kid, hot water. She's not a conventional looking hot girl right but just and remember yeah girl. we don't get too many of our generation we don't really get too many pete like here okay we're eventually going to talk about a movie called forrest gump coming up and we're gonna talk about the boomers and before i really go on about how much boomers suck we will never in our generation probably be able to produce uh art at the level that that generation did so you know what? When you get a Lena Dunham every now and then, it doesn't always bat out of the park. You should be a little kinder to them as the artist. Who gives a shit who they are as a person? Them as an artist, like we don't get these too often. So don't no. throw them out too quickly in favor of uh, shit like bodies, 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 or and whatever the did. whatever the fresh new rotating title is today in this kind of new movie universe that we live in it's just dip your toes back in and do your best to come in with an open mind and just fucking check out chirpstick see what happens it could be the lena that you saw make a cameo in the movie the innkeepers she could be two cameos one of them's in a beautiful time one's in an awful time yes so anyway um check that shit out we dug it yeah approved stamp (laughs) yeah (laughs) No one would have guessed the new Lena Dunham movie got that, but it did. Um, and it remind. we don't need to go into this movie too much because I don't think it's like that big of a thing to talk about. But comparing it to another movie that's recently been released, Funny Pages, to me, it, this yeah, is exactly. kind of a nice thing of like being able to see these kinds of movies again. Yeah. And I will say we're getting into Funny Pages. One thing out the gate that I really appreciate and I think was smart and clearly showed me that I was in at least competent hands that knew what they were trying to do. They shot it on film. Yeah, yeah. Funny Pages very much needed to be shot on film. And of course, we didn't get to see a print of it. Would love yeah. to. But yeah. even digitized, 
you could feel it immediately, right? As soon as the movie opens, I was like, oh, thank God. And it's not that bullshit that people pretend you can make it feel the same in premiere right now with right. the great edition, which is great, but no. Right. Um, but uh, it, yeah, it, that, that feeling immediately happened when it started. And this movie, um, it made me, I was surprised because what I thought I was going to think of, of course, because everyone's talking about it, you know, obviously we're talking about comic books, we're talking about sad kids, everyone's talking about Ghost World. But the kind of movies that actually threw me back to were a, a big string of movies that came out at the end of high school for us in the beginning of college. There was this moment that was like Charlie Bartlett, Rocket Science, The we'll Chump Scrubber. We'll call it the Focus Features Generation. Yeah, but what was interesting about those, and folks, I'm not here to tell you, you need to run back and check that shit out. I'm not. Do you remember the door in the floor? Hell yeah. But, but the core of those movies, the ones that weren't awful, before it tilted into being shit like the perks of being a wallflower, where we truly should have all just killed ourselves, when it was still in that weird little moment where they were made for film festivals and then they surprisingly caught on. Yeah. Um, is that those movies had a really dark edge still. Yes, they were cutesy. Yes, they had the right soundtracks. You know, everyone's talking about Elliot Smith or whatever. Keanu Reeves is playing like an acid-cooked dentist with a spirit animal and chum scrubber, which is great. I'll still stand by that. What, but, what was that one with Dennis Quaid and Topher Grace where the, the whole thing was like iron and wine on the soundtrack? Oh, yeah, that one's rough, though. That's right at the end. We'll do a focus feature. <laughs> we should, actually. That's a good idea. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. all I'm saying is, it reminded me of a time where, yes, there's cutesy shit, but those movies had a really dark edge and shit that hurt still. Like there yeah. were there are truly moments in those movies that, especially watching as a kid, were it was a lot, right? It hurt, and it yeah, yeah, in a great way. Um, and this made me have that same feeling because I was worried it would just be like we're gross, we're making gross jokes, all of this, but really everything's okay. It's just cute. But this is a hard-edged movie too. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't think, without spoiling anything, I don't think all of it works. I think they no. could have used one or two more drafts from someone who didn't know them with the screenplay, and it really could have turned it into something super special. But at the end of the day, this movie truly is about and made by weirdos, I think. Yeah. And weirdos who've been through it and i think the darkness came through strong and i laughed really brutally fucking hard at one scene i i imagine you okay okay well yeah i know what you're talking about also any scene with andy milanakis i was like oh it was, also he finally yeah, aged good, man. Good. now he looks like he's like 30 yeah good <laughs> to see milanakis back and also my queen uh maria dizia oh my god the, let's get the word out on her. I mean, she's been in some great stuff, but like, she's she should be bigger. She should be so much bigger. Yep, she's awesome. Uh, she's amazing. I, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Um, I don't know. It was. A, it was a good time. I was surprised where things went multiple times. I would say. Yeah, I mean, I I, my eyebrows shot up a couple times. I was like, okay, that's what we're doing. All right. It, it felt like a movie, like you were saying, of that era. Like it could have gone one of two ways. It was either going to be this just kind of like light, funny comedy, yeah. the, that focus feature thing, or it was going to be like. Um, there's only one. There's only one thing I didn't like about the movie. Like straight up one thing, and that's the soundtrack. Didn't like the soundtrack. For funny pages. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, Sean O'Hagan of the High Llamas. Why didn't you like it? A little too cute. I would agree. I'm with yeah. you. I like it because you know, I'm a high llama. Oh no, no the, I would listen to the music separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the music itself is good, but there aren't any minors. <laughs> it's like all, it's all major. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Your packages. Hey, John. Hi. Hi, Jamie. What's up? <laughs> I'm Not sorry. much. Hi. Bye. Good to see you. I'm going to be here in like one second. Okay. <laughs> hey, a little cameo. Love, Hello. Love that. All right. Um, so we can, we can move on from that. Also, I guess what we're saying, go to the music box. Because also this kind of movie, I would love to live in a world where this kind of movie sells tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, this Would is. That'd be nice. It's kind of harkening back to when we talked to Pinkerton about the days of just wandering into movies, right? You're just walking yeah. around and you're like, oh, what the fuck's playing? This is a perfect movie for that kind of moment. You're like hanging out yeah. with your friends, you get some dinner and you're like, you know, why don't we catch a movie? What's playing? And someone's like, I don't know. Funny pages seems all right. And you go in and you have yeah. a good night at the movies. Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah. I think we can sell some tickets to funny pages right now by saying one thing. A24. <laughs> oh, I forgot. It's A20. Yeah, it's kind of funny that it's an A24. Oh, shit. So See, now, I there you go. I also would have, I'm glad I forgot because I wouldn't, I would have accidentally been less genuine about this just by the nature of what those three symbols together do to my stomach. Yeah, it's, it, it does have that, but you know what? It doesn't feel like the, the ones that have been released lately. And no, thank God. It doesn't feel like fucking lamb. Boy, it's been bad, folks. I, the dream has died pretty quickly on A24, but maybe, listen, they pay for good stuff sometimes. I guess well, it should be, again, it's like if they, if little stuff like this keeps getting made that gets to be shot on film, yeah, I can continue to ignore <laughs> the, the 80% of their, yeah, 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 it'd be fine. Yeah. Well, this next movie. Yeah, I guess we've arrived. Yes. Um, and we'll end with reading an article at the end of this for fun, because we need to. Yeah, hearkening back to what we started with. Yes. We're flipping it this time. You're getting the reviews now, and then you're going to get your news dump, and it's just one news dump this uh, this week, folks. But It's funny. Uh, we've never done this. I'm realizing I'm just I'm just realizing we've literally never just talked about movies that are coming out on this show. Never. You, yeah, we might have a fear of being genuine sometimes <laughs> because there's so many of these home podcasts out there with people. It's talking. true. This is good though. We waited long enough. We're human, everyone. That's the big reveal. Is we're not AI generated peppy frogs or whatever. <laughs> So now we're going to talk about the movie everybody's talking about. And that is... They slash them. They slash them. Which disappeared disappeared instantly. Everyone's still talking about they. It's (laughs) hilarious that it's that good of a movie. No, this is Jordan Peele, baby, with... uh, Jordan Peele. All right, before before we climb in, let's just lightning... What do you think about Get Out? Okay. Well, this will all tie into my, what I think about Nope. I like Get Out. I okay. thought when I saw it, when I saw it actually with uh, our friends, the Boot Boys, we all, we had a nice fun excursion to the local AMC River East. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking out of it being like, that was good. But a lot, and me and one of the Boot Boys, my my good buddy, Chris, my soul brother, well, maybe I won't say soul brother. My, my brother. <laughs> Stick brother. with it. It's too late. Damn it. Uh, it's okay. It's yeah, okay. I, Don't worry. I'll I'll follow it and say I'll pour one out for you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, <laughs> Both will bury each other. It's okay. Yeah. Me and my download brother, uh, Chris, we, we walked out and we were, yeah, everyone was excited about it. And um, our friend, I think it was like our, one of our friends, she was going on about like, that was amazing. That was amazing. And he and I remember looking at each other like, should we say what we really thought? Because yeah. the group seems pretty high on this. And it's it hasn't really changed since I've rewatched it. I think it's a very good satire. I, I think it's very funny. I think the some of the thrills and suspense still work. But I didn't. I never really thought it was like the greatest thing in the world. And I think a lot of its foothold came when Mister Bad Donald Cheeto Man came into the president's <laughs> office, and it really was a movie that kind of existed, in my opinion, of its time of the political climate, it really fed a need of catharsis for um, people realizing the world that they've always known is a piece of shit, but now it looks very much like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but yeah, I, I don't think it's a, a bad, I, no, I'm not that much of an asshole. Like I think it's a, it's a good movie and it got me excited to see what he did next. Okay. What do you think about what he did next with us? Well, <laughs> I think, um, I think his strength was in um, making lean satires. If we remember the show Key and Peel, one of sure. still the funniest yeah. shows that's ever been on television. I, I, to me, Us doesn't have mu- I mean, yeah, Get Out works on its like neoliberal satire, yeah. uh, which I think was misinterpreted. Right, levity. levity. Yes. There's levity. Yes, there's levity. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Its concept isn't that, like, you can tell it wasn't that big of a, like, of a mental push to come up with this concept because it was just right there. And I do think it was misinterpreted by a lot of people as, like, making fun of the right, which I don't think that's the point of the movie. I think it's definitely making fun of the home team. But... um, Sorry, guys. Yeah, and I'm not saying, like, oh, he's a right... Like, it took a shot at the people that he puts his trust in. And that's yeah, a very smart thing. He made fun of white liberals, and white liberals drank that shit, swallowed it whole, opened their yeah. throats. They didn't even swallow. They just did that shit where people can pour it straight down. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> like, they, they thought it was, like, this sort of, like, you know, cross to hold up to Trump. And <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very strange, um, but, hey, whatever. People interpret things I really want to interpret it. But, sure. Us talk a little too much interpretation was going on in Mr. Peel's head, in my opinion, because it works at the beginning for a little bit. I mean, there's some of the scary stuff with the home invasion that works, but I, I, I I truly dislike that movie. I'm trying to find a really objective way to talk about it, but you hate it too, right? Uh, The best way I found to describe it to people too much, too quick. Yeah, you know, it's he was um. I think he got swept up and everyone loved him and he made a movie too fast. I think, I think if, if what you said, and I think you had it perfectly, really, honestly, if fucking white liberals weren't so stupid uh, (laughs) and the way they thought get out was this big rage thing against people like Trump instead of against their parents with, you know, Clinton stickers on their fridge it wouldn't have happened. So I do have sympathy because I think he got swept up and understandably so, because all of a sudden he went from like being a popular, you know, popular for sure for Key and Peele, but went to where people were like, he is the most incredible first time filmmaker. Cause people literally said it. They were like, dude, he's brothers Orson Welles. 
Jordan Peele. They're still People saying it. Said you, that. Go on, you go on Twitter yeah, now yeah. and you think, I mean, and honestly, respect for him because he go. There was some guy who was going on about on Twitter about like best horror movies ever made or something like that, and just kind of like brushed aside John Carpenter or something like that. And Jordan Peele himself came in and was like, "You need to log off." <laughs> like, because Jordan Peele's not a fucking idiot. Uh, he's a very I, smart person. He's a very smart person with good taste in movies, and yeah. he's also just someone who understands film history and that he isn't and he knows this this is not a knock on him because i know he would agree and i this is you could say this about most directors today no one is going to probably reach the heights of the horror film like we have seen from we'll just say the 70s in particular that was a very high point it's pretty tough to be able someone will do it one day but you know i mean maybe it's also just the way the world was the things that were going on it was a perfect storm of tax incentives to make movies yeah yeah <laughs> all, of it, all of it yeah. it all feeds in everything literally yeah. everything feeds in um but he was but yeah, so i i that. truly i truly do i hate us but i hold no uh animosity towards him for that he just um, was delivering what people he believed people wanted and he felt like he had i don't even think it was that much thought i think he was just like fuck i have to make another i have to do it right now he came up with the idea as fast as he could and the one thing I think that works, which highlights what's wrong with it, <laughs> the only thing that I think that works in that whole movie is Lizzie Moss and Tim Heidecker. Yeah, Tim Heidecker. And that's because, well, and that to me is because he called in two fucking pros. Yeah. He called in two people. And I don't know this. I have not looked into it. I should but it seems to me that maybe a lot of that was them, whether they actually improved or whatever. I would bet it's improv, given that their backgrounds, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems, and I mean, and that's why that part sticks out so well. Those parts stick out so strong, <laughs> is because he called in two fucking pros who don't have those same fears, who don't have those same anxieties, who weren't put in that position, who have yeah. been in the game for a long time. Well, both of them over a decade by that point. Right, like have been in have been in the business, and that's what highlights what's wrong with that movie, I think. But again, no animosity. So whatever, I'm I'm peaceful with us, and that leads us. What did you think of Nope? Well, and I think like what again, just to piggyback off the Tim Heider thing, that's the thing that you recognize to me at least, and I think to you as like that's the sauce that worked for Jordan Peele. Mm -hmm. Like there's the joke, there's the satire, like it's just so strange how he went from being this great satirist to being this like horror King. Like yeah. it, it just kind of made like, it just made me more fortified in everything I've ever thought about him in that he, he is, you know, his talents are that he can be funny and he can throw a little suspense in there too. Mm-hmm. Not that he's this great ideologically thinking filmmaker, in that sense, because I do think like he shoots his wad with the reveal and twist at us. And that's to me, it's like, damn, it's like he was doing that sophomore thing where it's like, well, I, ha- I have this huge hit. Understandably, I feel like I need to top it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's both. It's that he should he rushed it and that he just it was too much for what he had, you know. Yeah. So speaking of too much. We're going to get into into his latest film, Nope, which I'm going to avoid all obvious jokes with that title, but 
I I love the title. I'll just say that and then keep going. Title's fine, but it got me a similar feeling with us. Now, I don't think it's as bad as us. I think it's not bad, but I didn't again, I it just I it didn't that nothing about that movie made me think of the guy who made Get Out. Like okay. I didn't find I, I guess I'm just missing the like, and I don't think it's really there in this one. Uh, I, I miss the, that satirical approach that he had to his material. I think mm-hmm. this movie is trying to do a bigger idea about alien invasion stuff and whether you want to debate if there, there's two storylines that kind of don't really connect, but you're supposed to make the connection. <laughs> Doesn't work for me. But uh, I, I like I understood what he was trying to say with those two things. I don't think it's like hard to parse out, but it was like yeah. try again, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Know. I think okay. I think first. I think I think like his lead actor is wooden as hell. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think what, what's this Daniel? Ooh, I love him. I love, I love him too. I love him and Get Out. Oh, dude, no, and Skins, man, go go yeah, back. Totally, no, for sure. I thought, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I thought he was pretty wooden. Oh, and, dude, the without spoiling it, the moments where he's working hard to not do totally. a certain thing chilled yeah. my blood. I think he's incredible in, in this. In spots, I think he is. I think in certain spots, they rely a little too much on him being kind of like vacant. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. But wait, okay. So I just want to say, I think, first of all, I think you like get out more than I do. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm I think it's where I start because I don't, I, I think Get Out is a, a good time. I would agree with that. But I don't know. I don't know. I did that part doesn't even matter. I guess just what I'm saying here is I don't think Get Out necessarily needed to have that much to say either. Yeah. And what excited me about this movie, even though I didn't, don't get me wrong, overall, I do not think it worked. I think it, I think it fell apart. I think it, absolutely crumbled beneath its own weight i really do by the end there's a big budget involved but what i loved here and what i thought was refreshing and this is definitely going to be spoiler yeah everyone's probably seen this movie so that's true what i loved here because part of what was so painful about us is the you know the quote-unquote point it was trying to get across was so fucking stupid and so boring and so duh and so preachy like to an unreal level preachy like, and of no value, no reason. Like, yeah, exactly. What I really was drawn to here, and it, and I didn't know about it. I'm, I'm very glad I never saw a trailer. I didn't read a thing. I, tra- I didn't, outside of just because people were like, aliens are cool. Thanks, Jordan Peele. Like, so I was like, okay, they're aliens. But outside of that, I truly did not know anything. I didn't even know that uh, Daniel I, was in this. I didn't know any of the cast. I, I kind of forgotten he was in it too. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know. So... Very quickly, and why I actually like the the dueling storylines, um, his target here was the most interesting he's tackled, in my opinion. Because to me, what he's doing here is this is somebody who, and obviously I don't know him, and I have not I've I've not heard him say this, so I have no idea if it's actually true. But what came across to me was this is someone who's completely exhausted with humans at large completely exhausted and what he 
wanted to get across in this one is that all humans have done since they got here is completely disrespect everything else that was here first. That's it. Very simple and very clean. And it's not some grand, it's not about, it's not even about Native Americans. It's not about, it's literally not about our species at all, which I thought was really striking. Yeah. Because the whole thing to me is about that since we've got here, we've done nothing good. Mm-hmm. And that's why I actually liked, even though I think in the third act it, it crumbles because of the valor, honestly, like the weird, the weird tone of the valor and like the, all of a sudden cheering for them. And I think it comes an Amblin movie at like the end of it. Yeah. But, but again, I think maybe what he's going for and he wasn't able to pull off. I don't know if it's because someone made him or if he couldn't pull it off, but I think he was going for a bait and switch because to me, the joke of starting with something that's very important, right? That he literally puts into the dialogue, right? Of the first piece of film being a black cowboy on a horse, right? He makes, but, but the reason that I like is because, right? What do we see at the very end, right? She takes the impossible pictures with the impossible camera as the battle's going down. And what she sees, and it's supposed to be this swelling moment in theory, is him on the horse being that cowboy, right? He's become that cowboy, but it doesn't feel good. No, it, it doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't feel celebratory, even though the music's there. It feels really sad and really cynical, and that pulled me back in because. And again, I don't think he pulls it off, but I think he went for something really big here, and again failed. But I think he went for something really big here, and it's a really sad thesis where his thesis, I think, was we haven't done anything worthwhile since we've been here. Everything else has has a very clear purpose and reason, right? And, like, things they've contributed, like, everything else that in existence. Like, it feels that grand to me. Yeah. It feels to me that what he was trying to say and couldn't quite get there, but what he was trying to say was he's not sure if, humans ever added a single thing to that i mean it's a pretty dour film it really is and i think that's why i liked it and again i don't i like yeah like like technically if i were trying to be objective i i I think it doesn't work i really don't think it works but i I think think that the effort yeah yeah but i think the effort to do this is really interesting and now i'm more excited for his next one than i've been about anything else because that's a weird thing for him to attempt Yes, and I think maybe he could have pulled it off if he had had more time. Maybe if he weren't as this deified great yeah, director, again, which might freak a, him out. Yeah, <laughs> a of little course. bit. Like how how would right. it not? Yeah, um, I, and well, I do he think really he doesn't little, know how far to go and when, which also I found really fascinating watching this. Right? Well, I I don't know. I haven't really looked at contemporary reviews of this because. Again, I, I think my reaction to like the new Jordan Peele movie is I don't care. And what does it matter? Because my not caring is not going to affect its life at all. It's the most everybody in the world's always asking me, You see nope yet? Do you see nope yet? And it's like, Yeah, I'll, no, I haven't, but one day I will. Yeah. And I do hope that whatever <laughs> he does next, he's able to pull back a little bit and he's able to like refocus, get back on board with what he because like yeah it's sad that we have to and i don't think he would enjoy that we 
are like, yeah, we don't really, the movie doesn't really work, but we extrapolated these ideas. Like, they that, put him there. Like, it's clearly, they put, of course, these are there, and that's what he's interested in, I think. Is but to me, that would be, a, that would piss me off as a filmmaker. Not like he'd agree with you, probably. Like, damn, that was not the idea. I want you to get that idea, but I want you to get it through the mechanism of like movies. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think I kind of want <laughs> to be silly, I guess. I kind of want him to accidentally make Francis Ford Coppola's Jack next so that everyone is like, fuck you, you piece of shit. You're fucking terrible. And then, but because I think he has a strong will, right? I think he has a strong, um, a strong constitution about him. And I think he could survive that. And I really, I don't, you know, I never want to see anyone, you know, want to kill themselves or whatever, but I really want to see him miserably so that he will then make what he actually is thinking about because i think he couldn't do that here because he can't let himself make what he's actually thinking about because he's still nervous about giving people what they want to a certain degree like right. he, he wants to fuck with it clearly because there's fucking with it throughout this whole thing right even that it's two hours and ten minutes he's fucking with people a little bit there just yeah. by nature but i want to see what he actually wants to make and i don't think this was it I want to see his lieutenant. That's what I want to see. Oh, yeah. I want to see though. I think I don't think he can ever be that small, and I don't want him to be. I think I want to see his tenant by way of Aronofsky's Noah. Sure, that's, that's fine. I'll take that. Listen, yeah. he's never going to be Polanski. No one will be. We, that's something we should probably reckon. We also shouldn't. We're not interested in the same things. But I'm just talking about in terms of the level and quality of filmmaking. Well, sure. Yeah, no one. I mean, yeah, that's kind of hard. So, I mean, look, sorry, Fearless Vampire Killers is better than everyone's attempt at everything. So, <laughs> long shot. And that movie was severely cut by the studio, too. So, can you imagine what the uncut uh-huh. Fearless oh. Vampire Killers is like? I love that movie. I've always oh, loved great. it. That was, that was, that was with zero sarcasm. That's, oh, I know, I know, I know you are. Cause I think, like, you, yeah. Cause that's also a movie that works very well with its humor, but is a, just a genuinely creepy movie. Yeah. And it's nasty. It's a nasty movie. Yep. Okay, so let's uh, now that we've been yeah. through the movie yeah. corner, what what are our thumbs up for these? We are trying this new rating um, system. How many thumbs do we have? Uh, you can use both your thumbs, <laughs> and if you really like it, your penis. Okay. Are you using the same tools? No, I'm just using my thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, run through them, run through them. Okay, so we have nope. What would you? I'm gonna give it a thumbs down. I'm gonna give it a. a, a. You're it's getting a soft cock from me. <laughs> no, I would give it a, a a one very interested party thumb up. One. You can't do this. Oh my god, you're already getting kicked off the system. That's what I, you know who I am. I know you are, but we're this is live television right now. Yeah. You need to tell me. I am telling is you. Is it thumbs up or is it thumbs down? What am I putting on the fucking screen right now? I got the Chiron people ready to go here. You shouldn't have hired me. I told you. So, so that's a thumbs up from Will. No, what it's getting is one thumbs up and a half chub that cannot wait to see what's next if it goes the right direction. So see it or don't see it? See it. 
Okay, that's a thumbs up. See it, see it, wait, see it with a caveat. See it, but actually fucking see it. Put your goddamn phone away. If you're not at the theater, if you're watching at home, put your fucking phone away and actually just watch the movie all the way through. Yeah, see, I have a spine and backbone here, so I am going to say thumbs down, but that's because I knew Will would probably give it his lukewarm thumbs up. Yeah. And I'm and I'm only splitting the difference there just because it was a failure in my opinion, but I would say see it because yeah, you're going to and you probably already have. And we don't have much these days, so just go see it, I guess. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's certainly leagues ahead of most of the bullshit, whether or not it works. Yeah, but let the record stay. And it's got lighting, so we'll give it that. Right. Um, So with funny pages. You go first. I'll say see it. Thumbs up. Again, I don't think it's... uh, That's probably my least interested one of the group, even though I maybe had the most fun time watching it. Out of it, I, I just think like it to me it was like all right, it didn't feel necessarily like a moment that I needed to like, but I'll I'll just get because it it's a nice throw it on night out on the town. You're walking around with your yeah. friends, you don't want to go see a movie, see it. Yes, I give it a uh, I give it a, a thumbs up and a uh, lookout for an absolutely incredible penis scene. Yes, incredible. I cackled. I like. I had to work hard not to wake everyone up because it was two a.m. Listeners of the show know that Will loves peni. Big enthusiast. Yeah, that I was think a, a dark, dark comedic moment, which is rare in movies. So yes, I and was we... very appreciative of this. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. keep going, or I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> okay, so uh, thumbs up or down for our first movie we mentioned. Lena Dunham's Sharp Stick. I am happy to say, without any snarkiness, I'm just going to say thumbs up. See it. Same. Simple. Except check out Sharp Stick with an open heart and an open mind and see what happens. What I do... Shoot, wasn't it... Was one of our friends going to drop by and tell us what they thought of Sharp Stick? Corey? No. Armand. (gasps) I thought that's what we were going to finish with. I thought that's what you were talking about earlier. No, I was going to talk. I wanted to do the MCU part. No. <laughs> we were talking about Armand's review. Okay, fine. We'll do Armand's review. I'll save MCU. No, save, save MCU. Save MCU.